Hey listener, welcome to another episode of the Listener Suggestion Summer Bonanza here at We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters lead the romance revolution. Today, we're heading on down to New Orleans as we chat about Yes and I Love You by Ronnie Lauren, the chill, lovely love story of entertainment critic Holland and improv dude Jasper. In this book, no one gets serial killed, someone may live in a shed, and we definitely get a happily ever after. Don't forget to rate and review, and enjoy the show. I have, this is usually a pretty cat-focused podcast, well, also dogs, but I have a new dog hack for all of you out there, um, whether it be animal lovers or burglars. Um, if a dog is like not super into you or is like a little bit standoffish, that happens to me over the weekend. Like I met a puppy for the first time and like she was kind of, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't like scared. She let me like pet her a little bit, but like wasn't like all over me. But then I took a shower using the same shampoo as her mom and dad. And she was literally all over me for the whole rest of the time. Like she imme- – like I came downstairs with wet hair and she like immediately ran into my lap and was like trying to like bite my hair. And then like even after that, like she was just – yeah. That's that's trying to bite through. your hair? Well, like sniff it and like sort of then she started playing with it. But like then she was just oh. like – mostly me, not the hair. But like I, the hair is definitely the link, I think. Uh-huh. The smells. You got to smell like her – like nice. their owner's – really emotionally manipulate the dogs well ideally do that like if you are actually a safe person like don't i don't know well i'm i don't know you recommended <laughs> this to burglars well too, i realized Rachel. that would be an application <laughs> yeah like I, I i wouldn't consider burglars a safe space for dogs <laughs> yeah like in general tricky no tricky. go with burglars there see i can't think of a way to relate that to this week's book other than the fact that our heroine May or may not live in a shed, and that probably makes her more prone to burglars. She lives in a shed? She calls her house a shed at some point, and I was very confused the whole book about whether she lives in a literal shed or, like, that's just what she was calling it. Anyway, this week we're doing (laughs) Yes and I Love You by Ronnie Lauren, right? L-O-R-E-N. I think so, yeah. This was a listener suggestion. Woo! It's part of our listener suggestion summer. So yes, and I love you. And what I realized like 10 minutes after finishing this book is that <laughs> <laughs> it's called that because like it, it involves improv. Like a the lot hero of improv. Is, like, an, yeah, is like an improv actor. So it's like you're supposed to always say yes, and like an improv. So it's like yes, and. Because I was waiting the whole time for there to be a scene where like, I don't know, for some reason I came up with this like image of like asking some like random unrelated question and the person's like, yes. And I love you. Like, I don't know. You know, I was getting that vibe too. I I do feel you confessing that you didn't figure out what the title meant until after you finished the book does make me feel a little bit better because it only took me like 75% of the book to be like, ah. (laughs) It's not like I was like puzzling over it the whole time. I just like, I looked at it. I was like, I don't know why it's called that. I'm waiting. And then like, didn't think about it. And then like it ended and I was like, ah. I was listening. I was like sitting on the couch listening to the audiobook. And for, for whatever reason, I was like looking at the audiobook cover and it just like clicked yeah. into place for yeah, me. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> this has been an improv pun this whole time. <laughs> oh my 
my Honestly, God. I felt a little bamboozled. Like, it just seems like such an innocuous title and it's actually like has deeper improv roots. Yeah, you know, indeed. I just, it, it felt a little bit like a scam <laughs> in some ways. And now I wonder, because it's the first book in a series, so I wonder whether the other, like the other two books in the series have like mm, pun, clever. secret pun names yeah. as well. It's I don't really know if they all have to do with improv. Just, yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's not like, especially because the title is like, it's like an ampersand instead mm-hmm. of spelling out yeah, and. Right. I did that and I feel like weird. the improv like yes and is mm-hmm. like because it's the whole point is you're not supposed to say no to people in improv you're supposed to just like expand yeah I did I did also have the thought of like the ampersand was a weird choice but I mean it looks I mean fine, stylistically but... it looks better I yeah. think but like in terms of getting across that this is an improv pun didn't mm-hmm. didn't really achieve that it took mm-hmm. me a long time <laughs> maybe that's just us though maybe we're just like maybe as soon as like improv is introduced in this book like everyone else is like ah yeah i get it nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel, like, I feel like comma and comma would have been the most obvious but i don't know book takes place in new orleans along new orleans. the mississippi river have you ever been to new orleans which i feel like is refreshing i don't read because she was in a city and i was like all right so it's gonna be new york and then she was like, yeah. I'm walking along the Mississippi River. And I was like, ooh, a twist. like A twist? Like yeah. the South and like a city and not a small town? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's usually if it's in the South, it's like a small town. Right. It's either like New York, L.A., maybe like Seattle, maybe yeah, sometimes like maybe. sprinkling in like Seattle or Portland right. or like in there. Right. But yeah. Yeah, because as soon as I said Mississippi River, I was like, wait, I thought they were in a city. Like, I'm confused. And then I realized that, like, city – You like, realized that, like – spent a long time living <laughs> in, like, a city in arguably the South. Like, yeah. Funny. <laughs> That's nice. I wonder if the author – I tried to look it up, but, like, gave up quickly. Like, if the Whether author she's is from Nolans? From Nolans, yeah. And our main character is Holland, no D. And to me – H-O-L-L-Y-N. Yeah, that felt like when you were describing, like, Colleen Hoover book yes. the typed book names, and then her fucking last name is yes. Tate. <laughs> Colin Tate. Oh I was God. like, this name, and I, I quite frankly, because like because this is a listener suggestion. Like a lot of the books that aren't listener suggestions that we do, like are books that we've already read before. Like we know what to expect. Like we know that mm-hmm. we like them. But like listener suggestions, a lot of times we haven't read the book before, and so mm-hmm. I was like, no, and like not again, not in like not because I disliked. Uh, ugly love or like dislike Colleen Hoover but because I was like I don't know whether I'm emotionally prepared to read this right. kind of book right now because like I have to be in a, an emotional like a, a right. specific state to be like in order devastated. to be able to yeah right I was like oh right. I don't know and right. I was very like Holland and then Tate just Tate is like the yeah. quintessential that kind of book name yeah. I was so terrified it's not at all and you know frankly I was very happy to like have an exception to this name yeah. rule that has otherwise been 100% accurate in yeah because there's definitely trauma but like in general i would say this book felt very much like a rock skipping on a lake yeah that's that's a good description yeah it's not it felt very much like it felt very much like a beach read like something you're just kind of like you're chilling on the beach the ocean is lapping in the distance the sun you're just like hanging out maybe Mm -hmm. someone's playing some music and you're just like reading this book in your little beach chair Mm -hmm. so holland has tourette's which if you're I, mean, I think most people are familiar with Tourette's, but basically it's a neurological disorder that that you have tics. So the tics can be either physical, so like facial, like you again, you can't control it, obviously. So like facial like expressions, or it can be verbal, so like saying random phrases when you would like in the middle of speaking. And I would say like the the Tourette's stereotype is like like boy obscenity like, like yelling obscenities like, yes, like yelling curse yeah. words in the middle of class yeah. or whatever and that yeah. and that is very much a stereotype and I actually did because I was like looking up 
I was reading an NHS article about Tourette's and it was specifically like, actually, obscenities are like very rare. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I, I, looked at, I looked into this a little bit a while back, but I think it's like common for just to be like, just like what you hear. So like if you happen to hear a lot of obscenities and like sort of, right, that's what your brain chooses to latch onto. But like it can be right. like anything, like any phrase or whatever. I did think it was interesting that Holland has, she doesn't really have verbal tics. All of her mm-hmm. tics are like physical. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't like, it wasn't like I like didn't know that Tourette's could include physical tics, but like I feel like you never really think of physical tics for that like it's people usually think of like verbal there's a girl that i follow on tiktok who has Tourette's and she has both verbal and physical but like holland's tics like she's embarrassed by them and it gives her a lot of social anxiety but it doesn't seem to like actually interfere with her like being able to do things whereas like the girl i follow on tiktok like her physical tics like she did a video where she was like baking a cake and like her hand you know like she like would oh, spill it, it would, you know, like, or like spasm. not be, yeah, or like throw an egg or something. Well, I think Holland seemed to be much more like they affect how she interacts with people socially because she's constantly like meeting new people. And because a lot of her tics are like grimaces or like other like expressions that make it seem like she doesn't like what's happening. Like people right. are like, oh, like she's standoffish. Like she doesn't like me. Yeah. She also, yeah, because she also struggles from social anxiety. Yeah. And she, she's like, I, she, she didn't have a resting bitch face. She had a resting twitch face. <laughs> that was good. Um, so Holland, because of her social anxiety, she's 24, 25, um, but she lives at home I don't know. I, I was really trying to figure out because they kept mentioning. So our hero's name is Jasper Dearest, mm-hmm. not Dearest, specifically mm-hmm. not with a T. <laughs> and they multiple times like – are like he's 25 like we mm-hmm. we hear that over and over and over again but i can't remember ever hearing how old holland is either way though both of the times i was like i'm 25 this man is so young like what is he doing like committing to- <laughs> it's just like yeah. very off put by the yeah. fact that they were the same age as me and they like get engaged by the end of the book yeah, and i was like I know. oh no <laughs> i know and because like so many other things i mean it's explicitly like part of the plot that he's like sort of that he's 25, yeah. Right, that he's, like, like, yeah, has, like, hasn't, like, moved into fully, like... Yeah. Um, she's been living with her mom until recently, but, like, a year ago after, you know, therapy... I mean, she's still in therapy, but she decided to try moving out, and she has a job anon- running an anonymous, like, entertainment blog, basically. Um, She's, like, a freelancer for a company, and she can, like, work from home, but she has, like, as part of her, like, stepping out into the world, she, like, has been renting office space in this like workaround yeah. which i think would be like i don't know i feel like it's a good business model like i feel like that would be no, a very easy a business to run i know i know it's a thing i'm just saying like for as as far as like i don't know first i have like a hobby of like cataloging like businesses that would be like easier or harder to run like, i have no <laughs> desire to like but i feel like that's one where it's like it would be kind of fun to like design like a nice you know like have like a nice space and, yeah, like, wouldn't yeah, be that yeah. much work you know I mean, maybe it'd be hard to find clients i have no idea yeah it was very and and the her blog is called ms poppy specifically mm-hmm. m-i-z poppy there's a lot of emphasis put on the fact that her avatar is like a hot cartoon like yeah vixen. And that, like, a lot of – she gets a lot of, like, dick pics and, like, oh, yeah. people asking about her that. out oh, because yeah. we can talk about – we'll talk – we're still <laughs> setting it up. But, like, that, like, people are constantly asking her out and they have a crush on her and she's like, oh, they're just yeah. in love with the cartoon. And I'm like, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like it seems like a stretch that, like, that would be the reason that you would get so many people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was like, ah. <laughs> it's still a cartoon. Like, you realize that, right? <laughs> 
So, so like we open up with like her having this like girl power moment in her head. She like walks into work. She's like strutting. She's like, I am Meg Ryan and every rom-com like, I, you know, I'm going to have a great, I'm going to have a meet cute. It's going to be great. And I'm just imagining like specifically the opening scene of Legally Blonde. Like that's what I was picturing in my head. Like her instead of like the woman on the bike with Perfect Day in the background. Like it's Holland walking down like the street going, wow. Perfect day. But then like immediately it's like record scratch like and I just oh it was like a little bit painful because I was like oh I really relate to like having that image in your head of like oh it's gonna be Uh, great I'm gonna rock I know exactly how this is gonna go it's just not it's the exact opposite oh my gosh yeah she rolls in the usual coffee person isn't there Jackie the barista yeah who's like we never meet her yeah but she (laughs) she runs into Andy who's like another woman that works there and Andy's like Hey, like, there's no coffee. Like, why don't we walk across the street? Like, I bet, like, you know, Monique, the woman who runs the building, will reimburse us. And Holland has to be like, she's like, I do not, I want my coffee, but like, I don't want to interact with Andy. And so Andy's like, well, why don't I just like get it and bring it to you? Like, she like won't let it go. And Holland's probably like, fine. Like, I feel bad, but like, fine. Then she's like, give me a decaf. And Andy's like, what? Like, decaf? And Holland's like, damn it. Like, I never even drank coffee. The reason I started drinking any coffee was because people would remark if I like because it's weird to not drink <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so Helen goes up to her office. Andy is like so yeah. Andy's one of the workplaces. She's like a uh, she's in true crime. Oh my, she's God, like a true yes. crime podcaster. And this is just, this is very important to Andy's character. And we don't we're not we don't have to talk about this now. But just know she's a true crime podcaster. And and Holland is like oh, podcasters. They're always so chatty because like everyone they meet is like their next potential guest. And I'm like sitting here and I was like as a podcaster. <laughs> Like, I got news for you. I use up my weekly chatting quota, like, while we, when we record these episodes. And then I am all chatted out for, like, the next seven days. I was like, I don't know, like, maybe yeah. other podcasters are different. No, I mean, I she's like, thinking I of a different – she's thinking of just, like, a different format. Like, yeah, so, like you know. an interview format. Yeah. I know, but still, like, even, like, I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's so much. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to her office and opens her email and it's the aforementioned, like – dick pic like <laughs> but it's specifically a penis fucking a high-heeled shoe yeah like for some reason yes um and her she like sits with her back to the door which like i don't i mean okay that's terrible like i would never sit with my back to the door however it is like the struggle of like do i want to see the window or do i want to you know what i mean like i i i i, I, I like definitely like i always want to be like facing the window but also simultaneously not have my back to the door like that's I also just don't want people to be able to see my screen yeah exactly without me yeah. knowing that they can yeah see exactly 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 and lo and behold that danger comes to light when someone knocks on the door <laughs> and she's like I automatically went into the, if I stay still maybe they won't see me mode <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> I can tea other people are just t-rexes <laughs> yeah it's a guy with her coffee and he's basically like um, here's your coffee. Like Andy asked me to bring it to you. Like I'm the new barista or whatever. And she's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then he like makes some joke about her screen, and she's like, it's just spam. And he's like, okay, like whatever you say. And he's know. like, all right, like I, I'm not here to kink shame. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. And because we get his perspective at this point, and he's like, hi, I'm Jasper. And then like she doesn't say anything, and he's like, and and she's like, I'm busy. Yeah. So he calls her Miss Busy for like the next two chapters. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was funny because like he like she says that like as if like, you know, go away. I don't want to talk to you. But like I actually knew someone named Busy. Like there was a girl 
Busy on Phillips. my swim team too no oh yeah yeah right and it's no, a nickname for an actress it's a famous yeah, actress. yeah it's a nickname for elizabeth like so it wouldn't it was kind of i don't know i guess her body language probably tells him like well no i mean like that that's like an end of a scene that has already like become like increasingly increasingly awkward and i was okay so this was like the first of many uh, i feel like the, maybe the best term to use is like fake outs like not intentional fake outs by the author but fake outs of my own making <laughs> where like i expect basically the opposite out of a scene because i just feel like because especially because she was having a fantasy about like having a meet cute like right. three pages before this I was like, this man appears at the door. We don't immediately know who he is. We don't know his name. And so, like, immediately upon finding out his name, I, like, went to go check the description to, like, make sure that he was the hero. Because I was like, oh, no, is he going to be, like, the dick that she falls in love with first? And then, like, she meets the hero somewhere. Like, and this was, yeah, the first of, like, many times where I was like, oh, clearly it's going to, like, go in this twist direction. And then it just did it. It just went. It was. was, This book was very straightforward. Like, there was nothing. But it was also incredibly tricky because I kept expecting it to not be straightforward and then it would be straightforward so I was like oh okay (laughs) and that's what the book like that's that's on me like that's that's me overanalyzing like this book as I was reading it like that's not the book's fault but yeah I was constantly like surely surely it will go in this direction and then it just nope yeah kept chugging along (laughs) yeah so Jasper's now we're in Jasper's head Jasper the coffee barista man he's back down his work and he runs into one of his old friends from when he was in foster care he was in foster care and his friend Fitz is like hey bro like I I now I'm like a financial advisor for people who want to retire early like you want to sign up and Jasper's like uh like I I forgot how he phrased it. He's, He's like, like, I have not a penny to my name. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. Wait, but but it was um it was so funny because because I was listening to the audiobook, like so they say it's it's like the fire movement, right? It's like finance wait, what is it? Financial, financial something retire early. Yeah, financial independent retire early. And that's a good movement, and I've heard of it. I know that movement. But because I was listening to the audiobook, I didn't see that it was like, you know, an acronym. Yeah. So at first I thought I was like, his business is like helping people make fire plans, like <laughs> for like escaping fires, like out of building. I was like very I was like, that is an incredible like I'm sure that exists, but like what a niche business to go. Close into. your doors at night, kids. Prevents fires. Yeah, yeah. You wanna give that fact? Yeah. So I actually like for some reason growing up, I always kept my door cracked because I literally because I remember I, I always thought like oh if there's a fire like I want the firefighters to be able to get in easily um, and apparently <laughs> most people think that like according to surveys but it's actually uh-huh. the exact opposite like, you should shut your door like you can look up pictures of like the entire house is like you know literally charcoal charred and black but like the one room is good because the door like prevents like fires need oxygen right so it, like prevents it from yeah. like going into your room and like keeps the temperature way lower and like will literally save your life so like shut your door and i ideally shut all the doors in your house if you can if there's like a small fire in one room and you're trying to run away like shut the door behind you because if, if it's safe if like you know if you can safely yeah. do it because it'll prevent it from like going into the rest of your house so yeah. the issue that like people immediately pointed out that i should have thought of on tiktok though is like cats yeah cats don't love <laughs> closed door i guess like cat door in every door would be good yeah install a cat door in every door in every room <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's fine right yeah yeah but yeah so initially i was like what a niche job to have fits random childhood friend who has like right. appeared randomly but like okay and at first i thought so he's like 
oh, you you do improv. And Jasper does an improv group and he he and his friends are called Hale Yes, which I thought was funny. Because it's, why is that? It's because Jasper Hale. That's, that was my first thought from Twilight. What? Like, <laughs> that was, I, don't know, what's I thought the maybe connection? it would be like D&D themed, like Hale and Well Met by dudes. But like, oh, no, it but it's not D&D themed. I really don't know. It was just a fun name and I enjoyed hearing the audiobook narrator say it. Like I was just like the vibes yeah. of having that I could not figure out why it was called that. Um, I was picturing yeah, there was yeah. never, there's not like a reason. It's just like a pun, but you a don't pl- really know but, like why it's a pun. Are you sure it's not a Twilight pun? Because there were so many like that era cultural like pop culture references sprinkled throughout. I could no, easily because see. I was I feel because I feel like it was. I mean, obviously, I read the audiobook, so I don't know, but I feel like it was spelled H I H A I L, like hail, as in like hailing a cab. Yeah. Maybe. Versus Jasper Hale from Twilight is H-A-L-E. Um, let's see. I don't know. Okay. Either way. Either way. Okay. okay. What you were saying. So Fitz, Fitz is encouraging Jasper to buy a theater to essentially like have like a permanent improv group theater place. And at first I thought he was encouraging him to like buy old houses that he could like flip and then like use as airbnbs and i was like fitz why are you encouraging <laughs> jasper to contribute to the new orleans housing crisis this is a big problem of people buying up all these ha- properties for airbnbs and then the actual residents not being able to have anywhere to live but then i realized he was talking about a theater and i was like okay that's fine and then mm-hmm. i was like oh to have a lot long lost childhood friend appear and give me free like business advice and I've wow. eventually basically completely transform my life like get me investors right. and give me a place a sweet place to stay no, and like he does all that and it's awesome but like in real life I feel like the way that goes is like oh you run into your childhood friend they like try and say shit like that and then try to sell you life insurance you know they try to sell you like knives like, they try to get you to become right. a knife yeah salesman. that kind of shit exactly yeah. exactly they're yeah they like say all of it but it's like a total like you no know, yeah it was so well, that this was another situation of like a, a bait and sw- a fake out yeah. that was again not the book's fault it was me like looking too much into this book like again like you said this book was like a rock along the surface of a pond and I kept expecting the rock to fall into the pond and it didn't because I was like oh no Fitz is going to be a villain he's somehow going to screw him over no like it has Fitz one just direction keeps getting better and very, better yeah <laughs> yeah very so yes they're they're on that so Jasper is like Jasper's like no I couldn't possibly buy a theater no I, that's, that's too ambitious for me I can't do it mm-hmm. I'm poor and I'm living with my adopted sister Gretchen and I'm still on my parents' health insurance, which he gets judged for later. And I would just like to say, stay on your parents' health insurance for it. Like, our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama, like, comrade Barack Obama says that you should be able to the stay one on thing. your parents' yeah, health insurance. Yeah, like, come on. Right. I was like, excuse me. I will be, you can pry our mom's health insurance out of my cold, dead hands. Why the fuck can't you be on literally whoever you want's health insurance? Like, why isn't health insurance like a, like a phone plan? Like, you can share a phone plan with anyone. Why are we like, yes, yeah, you know why? Because the I American health care and this book was very clear about how shitty the American yeah. Oh, yeah, system. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, I appreciate this, Ronnie. <laughs> so, yeah, Helen's best friend is Cal, who also has Tourette's. Um, his takes are mostly verbal, but like very non disruptive. And half the time, I thought what he was saying like made sense. Like, I thought his tick like made sense in the sentence, weirdly. Like, I don't know. He says stuff like he says, like, hella good a lot. Yeah. And then he says, like, what is it, Panic Station yeah, and, like, yeah, Rolling yeah. Stone. Like, a lot of them are, like, music-themed because he's a musician TM. Right. So they're chatting and she's like, 
he's like, you know, you need to get out there. Like, why? Like, I don't want you to be alone in the big city. Like, I'm going to come up and visit you soon. And she's like picturing, she's like, I don't want to become a shut-in with like six cats. It haunts my nightmares. And I'm just like, I was like, all right, girl. Then she's like, plus, I'm allergic to cats. And I was like, no. Like, that's a huge – oh, Holland. Holland no. <laughs> cat scale took a hit. Cat still, cat scale took a, a huge hit with and that. Died, like, oh, the pebble man. And the lake would never take. Um, so Cal and Holland used to date. They know each other since they were kids, and they used to date for like a year in college. In college, yeah. um, but then they broke up and they stayed friends. So basically, Cal is like, I know you embarrassed yourself in front of that guy. He like t- she like tells him about like, yeah. oh, she made a- I made a fool of myself at the workspace. Mm-hmm. I had to I have to pick and go to a new one. Like I can't go there. Yeah, anymore. he's like, yeah. no, stick it out. Like you're doing so well. And so the next day, she goes in and she apologizes to Jasper. Um, and he also casually mentions that he really likes Ms. Poppy, but you know, yes. he does, she's anonymous, so he doesn't know that it's Yes, her. and he's like, funny women are my kryptonite. It's like, yes, Jasper. I guess he's literally a comedian, but like. He's constantly making jokes. He's really, he's like fully, in some ways, like, like you know, the couple dynamic in Mrs. Doubtfire, like Robin Williams and Sally Field, where mm-hmm. like Robin Williams is always like he's ne- like never serious, and like Sally mm-hmm. Field is constantly having to be the bad guy, and that's ultimately why they get a divorce to th- at the beginning uh-huh. of the movie. I was like, I don't know, and I kind of see that future for this because it feels like hot, like. Oh. At the beginning of the book, I was like that. By the end, I was like, okay, like Jasper does know how to be serious. But at, at the beginning, he's like literally everything he says is like a joke oh, or like a sarcastic comment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But I also thought she did like a good job because – okay. It's hard to tell the audience that something is funny and then have it actually be funny. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So if you're trying to write like a com- – it's just like hard to do. But she did a good job of just like sc- – skipping over it kind of like a rock on a lake like not actually like sometimes she wrote like the actual jokes but like a lot of times she would just be like yeah it was a good sketch like whatever like so I don't know I thought that was good for me so Holland is about to get Holland is now being adopted by Andy who's the aforementioned um true crime podcaster she just like comes in sits on her arm in her chair and it's like She's like, oh, it's like I saw you chatting with that barista. Like, do you want me to run a background check on him? <laughs> you want me to run a back? And Andy is like exactly the person who should not be into true crime because she's like, it keeps me up at night. Like, I literally am like scared to go on dates. I'm scared. I like can't sleep because of like all this shit that like I'm reading about. And I'm like, literally. Like, she also I'm- writes horror. She writes. She's writing a horror novel. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I I can't handle. Like, I stay up at night thinking about stuff, and yet like I'm fine with most true crime. So if yeah. you're not, if you're like, you can't, why would you ever like do that to yourself? Why, why would that be your interest? I don't understand. Like, how do we, how do we feel about true crime? It's very, I think it's very problem. I think there's a reckoning coming. I feel like at least see the stirrings. I think that there's a way to like be into it unproblematically. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's like entirely bad, but I do think the way that like true crime was developed in like recent years, it's like, it's a commodification and like people forget that like, the families of victims yeah, exactly. are real people and like the victims are real people. And so they'll like contact the families. And I was reading a Twitter thread of someone. I think there was some sort of like maybe Hulu Hulu or Apple TV show. There was something. There was like a recent show that came out, some streaming platform about some like famous true crime case from like 15 years ago. And, and the, the family didn't want it. The daughter of the woman that was murdered was like, yeah, they interviewed us and said, because it was like her like stepdad was like a convicted of murdering the mom. But then it turns out it was actually this like 
like the mom's friend who like was the mm-hmm. recipient of the mom's life insurance. So it was like, why didn't what? you look into her? It was, it's a really fucked up case. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the case because that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying that we shouldn't yeah. like do it for entertainment. But basically she was like, they interviewed like the people that were doing that show interviewed us and told us it was a documentary. And they turned it's like a fictional like drama that they did. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's like totally re-traumatized me. Like yeah. I like again, like that's my mom. This is my stepdad who like the media and the police like ruined my relationship with because like we thought for a long time that he had killed my mom. And yeah, I think that's just like a lot of people forget. Well, a whole nother level of it that I've been seeing and that I think is more common than you would think is that the family just they ask for consent of the family and the family says no and they still do it. Yeah. Like that's a whole – because I was – I've been seeing this like girl talking about her sister who was murdered and like how they didn't want – Well, people will like call the family and be like, oh, I'm going to solve this like cold case. And they're like, can you stop like No, it's not just – it's not just that. It's just like – just a mat. just put yourself in the shoes for a second. Like your family member's murdered and someone's making a documentary about like the psychology of the murder. You know, like even just that, that angle of it. It's like that's – I just can't even imagine. Like I think it's more okay – I mean, I, oh, okay. I'm not gonna say it's more okay, but like for me at least, if it was an unsolved case, I think I would probably be more okay. Like, I don't know. I think for me, the most disturbing thing would be like if we know who the killer is, but they definitely did it, and like yet they're still showing it from their perspective. You know, like yeah, trying to sympathize yeah. with the killer. But even just, again, like the unsolved cases, I'm saying is people will like harass the family because they just view it as entertainment. And they like forget. Yeah. I mean, and I know people who are, I have friends who are really into true crime. And I think that there's definitely a way to like study that kind of stuff without like commodifying. And there's not, there's, there's not all crime is murders too. Like there's like that one, that one about the guy, the scammer guy in Europe who like stole, who like basically tricked a bunch of women into giving him the money. And like the women were involved in it. Like, I feel like that's, that's like, you know, you're going to, you're getting consent of the people no one died. They're like talking about their experience, you know. Yeah, but then it's also like there's like there's also the true crime that's like that um the the famous like art robbery of like that like unsolved like where did all those paintings go or like the like the McDonald's guy who was like running that like large McDonald's game and that's just like yeah. that's insane. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like not as yeah yeah. yeah. I, don't I don't know. It's a complicated issue and. I, I feel like I've only just like this book. I, I'm like a rock along the surface of like I haven't like really done deep dives into this like the community, but yeah, the whole time. But and also Andy just like back to the book. Andy's constantly talking about how she's like scared. She's like, oh, there's like a serial killer in Georgia. Like I'm afraid I'm going to be serial killed. Yeah. And so this another Baines, which I was like, eh, surely. Andy is going to be kidnapped and the big like third act climax is going to be Jasper and Holland having to rescue. No. (laughs) Yeah. I I was (laughs) expecting that. And then just like, I mean, that's just like a full, I I wouldn't even put that on us. Like that's just like Chekhov's gun type shit. Like, (laughs) like, come on. Person obsessed with true crime. You're not going to have her be true crimed. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I I didn't want her to die, but like, you know, a car chase wouldn't have been a miss. (laughs) So, okay. So, so we cut back to, to, so Jasper and 
Holland have a little like coffee convo. I don't know. And they like joke about like they're like texting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they're texting. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, having yeah. fun. Holland's like, oh, this is great. Like, I feel so much more comfortable like over text. Like, I feel like I can be myself. Blah, 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 blah. At one point, she says something. I forget what this is in relation to, but she's like, this isn't like middle school. People aren't here to exploit my weak spots. And I'm like, yes, what an accurate description of middle school experience. Oh, my like, God. Middle schoolers are sharks. Like, yeah. you even put a drip of blood in the water and they will rip you to fucking shreds. Oh my god. Um so so Jasper, what we haven't mentioned yet is that um so Jasper has his improv show and stuff. And like a few months ago or a year ago, like he was dating this girl, Kenzie, and Kenzie convinced him to come out to LA to like audition for a show. Um and he bombed his like audition and Kenzie ended up doing really well and getting the part and basically was like, You're holding me back. Like we need to break up. Um so yeah. Jasper had to come like tail between his legs back to New Orleans and move in with his sister. <laughs> his, oh, his and his like improv troupe is like pretty pissed at him too because he kind of left them in the lurch when he just like blindly followed Kenzie. We mentioned like Jasper was in foster care, but like he also he has like ADHD. He like moved bounced around from different foster families. He was found at like his he lived with his birth birth parents until like age seven when he was caught like stealing food like L and Stranger Things. <laughs> like he was caught by a shop owner and like that's how he got put in the system. Um, yeah. And so his whole thing is like I need to prove everyone wrong. Like everyone who doubted me, like all the teachers, all the foster parents who like didn't want me. Like and I also need to make my adoptive parents proud. I need to like prove to my birth parents that I'm like good enough yeah. or whatever. And yeah, like we said, he does improv, and I just like really, I tried so hard this whole book not to judge Jasper for doing improv. And I know that sounds so mean. And if you're listening to this and you do improv, like I like. The few times I've done improv, like, it can be really fun. I understand the appeal. I understand why people involve, like, enjoy doing it. I think there's just such a, like, cultural touch point of, like, the guy who does improv and, like, is, a like, the art boy who, like, pretends to be progressive but is actually a dick and, like only smokes yeah. hand rolled cigarettes and you know, like it's mm. just like there's like a type and so it was really difficult for me to divorce that from Jasper and so I mm -hmm. my what I tried to keep in my head I was like okay I'm gonna pretend like he's on like whose line is it anyway <laughs> like I was like that's funny I enjoy whose line is it anyway that's an improv show and I mean that's basically what he does but I was like okay he's the guy from whose line he's the people from whose line I was just like really unclear on who so he's like theater business plan it's like for his group, but like, are they gonna have other people there? Like, I just don't. I'm. I'm. I just really struggled to understand the business model because I've never been into anything like this, and I just like don't believe that it's feasible. I think <laughs> like, it's just like know. a regular show. Like, maybe they'll also like rent out the space for like performance. It like, yeah, yeah I'm like, not really how? sure. Yeah, you're gonna have a whole theater just for one act. Like, I don't get it. I don't is that know. a thing? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, their current location is bad. That's like why he wants the theater. So they're having a show tonight. Um, and coincidentally, or actually not coincidentally, uh, Holland decides to show up and review as Ms. Poppy. Um, and Jasper is like up on stage. And the way that they start like this particular game or show or whatever is by having audience members yell out words. And then he like goes off of that and like a monologue and gets them started. Yeah, but it's like a true story specifically. Right, right. Like he, so he just like think he just like jogs his memory. So like the word someone yells out, I forget what it is. It's like serial killer. Serial killer. <laughs> and Jasper's like, yeah, like this week I started a new job. I met this girl who really likes serial killers. Like she's so into them. But I also met this other girl who like looked like she might be a serial killer because she kept making faces at me. Like she looks like I smelled yeah. bad. And, like that's the joke. And Holland's in the crowd. And he sees Holland. 
And I was like, oh, fabulous. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, going back to like how she kind of like skips over stuff. Like with this monologue, he's specific, Jasper specifically has the thought like he's not, I'm not necessarily trying to be funny with the monologue because like if I'm too funny, then the improv will be flat. And I was like, that's a good way to take the pressure off of yourself, Ronnie Lauren. Like it doesn't have to be funny. Yeah, yeah no, in general, <laughs> like I'm glad we didn't have the whole improv right. yeah. thing on the show. Like, and first of all, I thought this was like a really cool improv format. Yeah. I've never seen people improv like that, but it was yeah. very interesting. But just like in general, like performances, presentations speeches like it's not even just comedy for me it's like anytime you force me to listen to someone like giving some sort of prepared like thing it gives me a similar feeling to what I would feel if a man wrote a song for me and then forced me to listen to him play it like to me one-on-one you know like mm-hmm. that, like on his mm-hmm. guitar. And I just had to be like, mm, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And just not know how, like similar vibes to that. And I think maybe it's just because like, I don't know, all those that like play, like performances, presentations, like all that stuff. Like it's, I mean, it's verbal obviously because it always involves words, but like it's a visual format mm-hmm. that I just feel like for me personally doesn't often translate well on the page and just sort of mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfy. And so I was glad, like, I feel like Ronnie Lauren for the most part was like, all right, there's a cutoff. I'm going to show you the very beginning and then we're going to fast forward. <laughs> and or like in this situation, Jasper is going to leave the stage. <laughs> yeah, because he notices Holland and Holland like run. She's like, I can't believe he would like do this. Like, even though I mean, I don't know, like she did. She hasn't told him she has Tourette's at this point. She hasn't explained at all. But she is, she does say later in the conversation, she's like, it wouldn't have been okay for you to make fun of me, even if like, I didn't have Tourette's. <laughs> she's like, you still would have been a dick, especially because like, she apologized, you know what I mean? Like she came up, she apologized. They'd been having a good conversation, you know, and like over text. Oh, for sure. For sure. But like, I don't, I guess I'm just thinking of like Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but just like comedians in general, I just feel like if you're. I don't know. I mean, you should probably have a talk about like whether you're okay with it, but I just feel like comedians, you do use stuff from your life. And like, I feel like a lot of comedians like make fun of their, you know, just like say, do things like that with their family and friends. I, I guess the difference yeah, is like you talk about friends. them with them before. You know, or like, remember on the Kardashians, like Kim, you talk about them beforehand. You talk about it with them beforehand, right. I guess is the difference. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's even like, sometimes they do stuff with like strangers. It's different when it's like, someone that you're going to see the next day like someone you're going to interact with and like someone that you're like developing a friendship like it's just like why like yeah why yeah, would you didn't talk about it because I could I mean I could see like if he let's say they like did become friends and he's like oh like when I first met you and like didn't know anything like I thought you like really didn't like you know can I make a sketch about that I don't know I guess it would just depend. right like it's different yeah. like yeah it's all about consent yeah. just like yeah. the true crime thing it's all about consent yeah. <laughs> like Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she runs out and Jasper like <laughs> runs after her, but he's like immediate. He's like wheezing. He's like red faced. And like Colin's oh, like, oh, <laughs> what? He also had when he before the improv show, he arrives and he has like a pain in his side. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I had to jog here and like I'm running on four cups of yeah. coffee and that's it. So like that's why I have a pain on my side. Right. But for some reason, my brain immediately when he arrived, like before we even get this later scene, he arrives at the beginning of the show and I was like, is his appendix bursting? 
my oh my brain God, immediately was like, it's his appendix, isn't it? It's weird. I usually always like, I usually like immediately know the appendix. For some reason this time I was like puzzling about it until like he like, was literally like, because oh. Holland was like, I think I just like didn't notice that he was like out of breath. Like until Holland's like, oh, who's following me? That was a strange man. Oh, it's Jasper. And she's like, wow, like I thought, I thought he looked pretty athletic. Like maybe he's just one of those like people that look athletic, but like aren't, don't actually exercise. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, maybe Jasper's just maybe like, that's the, it. like that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and he follows her and he's like wheezing and he's like I'm so sorry like you know please forgive me and Holland's like no fuck off like don't talk to me again yeah she's basically she's like I have Tourette's you asshole and he's like oh I never would have done it if I'd known you had Tourette's and she's like it's still not okay even if I didn't have Tourette's she's like so you just would have been making fun of me but he's basically like, all right fine you never have to talk to me again but could you would you mind calling 911 first <laughs> Like I literally am like in pain, and she's like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, fine, fine, I'll drive you. It'll be faster. I was like, "No way!" Like, this is such a random like boomerang in the plot. Appendix press, and I was like, "Ah, yes, the classic medical emergency interrupts a fight technique, followed by the good old he forgot his phone in her car, so she has to sit by his hospital bed." Trope. I was like, "What a combo!" The, The appendix is like eminently believable though because like i can think of two maybe three people off the top of my head that like something similar has happened to i know but it just it felt like it came out. i was like yeah. oh, okay now his appendix is bursting and it did it i mean it's mentioned later on because he's like oh i have all these medical bills and it kind of like screws him over financially but like right. it's not a really big part of the plot other than the fact that it like gets them to be friends mm-hmm and the next morning, he like wakes up and she's like sleeping in a chair next to him <laughs> in the hospital. Jasper's first thought when she he like wakes up and sees her is like, "This is how she'd look if she woke up next to me in bed." Like, oh my god, he's constantly he's like, "Is this oh, just my need to be look if I banged her against?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Jasper, you yeah. horny motherfucker. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. so horny. <laughs> He's constantly talking about jerking off. Literally every interaction they have throughout this book, at some point, either in moment or later on, you learn that after they had the interaction, he went home and jerked off. Like it is, ex- he's like, I went home specifically. I wrapped my hand around my cock and I thought of you. And I was like, Jasper. Yeah. He's like, every time I've jerked off, I'm going to tell you about it. You're going to know. She's leaving the hospital and she's like, see you later, Jasper Dearest. And that's the first time he's like, later, Holland, darling. Like, that's like their thing for something. Like, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel yeah. about we have a nickname? How did you I feel didn't about mind it? it. I liked it because it had a reason. Like, dearest, darling. It was- yeah. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, what's your, she's like, I don't even know your last name. And he's like, it's dearest, but like without like the T. And she's like, that would be like me saying my name is Holland, darling. This is the, like the perfect example of like, when, like this is all this is all I need. This is like the this is all I need for a nickname to be acceptable. Like it, it's it's the, the bar is on the floor. The bar is in hell. Like it's it's the bare minimum, and I'm fine. But actually, specifically, darling, I will say I'm not totally consistent in my preferences because I'm like much. I heart, darling has really grown on me. I think starting with uh, Avatar, like for some reason, like I, don't know, I just really liked Reese. Oh, because then he says darling. favorite darling. Yeah, I just really I just like the, that. Darling just reminds me of my my first boyfriend because his last mm. name was literally Darling, mm. and I, you know, I am a person who I think I mentioned this in Red, White, and Royal Blue. My contacts in my phone are first mm-hmm. and last name. Maybe if it's like someone I just did one class project with, I'll be like honors English or like whatever like project in their contact but it's like first and last name I don't like emojis I don't like nicknames it is not good and 
every time my ex-boyfriend was in my phone like i would text people of like why do you why you have your boyfriend's name is like darling like that's so lame and i was like it's literally his name it's his name <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> oh my god yeah and then and then the next big scene that i have is that like jasper gets his first medical bill and he's like ah shit like this is gonna wipe wipe me out financially and then this at this point he's like because he's sleeping on his sister's cows at this point his sister basically she kicks him out she's moving in with her boyfriend timothy and then she essentially tells him that he's too old to be on their parents health insurance yeah and i was like gretchen get the fuck out of i was like how old are you gretchen like 20 right like when did you go off your parents i was like (laughs) what the fuck like no so helen's working on her next post (laughs) and try this for the fourth time and she gets a call from her boss I'm not blaming you. I just kept forgetting where I was going with this. She had to call her boss. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, just in the in the scene with Jasper and Gretchen. <laughs> in the scene with Ga- Jasper and Gretchen, she's like, what are you going to do? Like, my boyfriend, Timothy, can get you a data entry job or yeah. whatever. Um, and apparently also, like, Timothy is very loud when they have sex. And, like, Jasper roasts Gretchen for it, which is great. But Gretchen, like, Gretchen's like, what are you going to do? And then he's like, I'm going to buy a theater and run it. And he's like, oh, did I just say that out loud? And then Gretchen laughs at him. And I was like, I mean, it's kind of mean, but like, I get why she laughed. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty silly. This is a pretty silly thing to suddenly like burst out. This is, I guess this is a good time to like discuss this. But Jasper is like so not the typical romance hero. Well, at the end, no. he's like successful, but he's like not successful at all and he's also not like mm-hmm. usually very much does not have it together i mean i didn't really think of this when i was reading this felt very much like adult but like and maybe it's again just because like he's at the life the stage, same yeah. age as me <laughs> um yeah. but it there was i guess there was almost sort of like a new adult element to it right and it was i don't know i was a little frustrated with jasper maybe unfairly i don't know but like just his whole like I can't possibly like get a job and support myself. I need to pursue my like probably very unrealistic comedy career. And I'm like, but like I need you to like basically telling like having his sister. I don't know. And and honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, well, no, I see what you mean. The whole like, you know, asking other people to support you, you know, like there ha- does have to be a balance but it is in in Jasper's specific case it is very much like it's implied that like he he sort of had his life together and he was making the comedy thing work like they had better they were like appearing at a better bar so presumably they made more money like mm. he was like more stable and then he moved to Hollywood with his girlfriend and that sort of upended his life financially and so now he's staying with his sister and then he's like but I was saving up because I wasn't paying my sister rent but like mm. now I have this big medical bill and like that has totally wiped out my savings yeah so like I do see I do see what you mean but like I do think there's an element of like he has just had really, really shitty luck over like the past few yeah. years. Yeah. I just yeah. And I mean I guess I mean I definitely sympathize to like thinking that a, some kind of data entry job would be like literal living hell, which I think is exactly how he <laughs> phrases it. So Holland, take five. Holland's <laughs> writing her next post. She gets a call from her boss. And her boss is like, Hey Holland, like your posts are doing great. And she's like surprised. He's like, you sometimes get the top numbers. Like you you trade back and forth with the restaurant people for the top numbers. And she's like, wow, like who knew? I'm like how are you not – would you not be like privy to – No, you like, definitely would be. Your own numbers? Yeah, like what? This is this is like one of a few things. Like She's this. not a salaried like employee, but she's a regular contributor. Like she's not yeah. just like a, a random freelancer. Yeah, it seemed weird. But he was like, yeah, you're doing so great. Like our top competitor is like Billy – 
whatever blue or whatever like he does videos like i want you to try doing videos so we can compete with him holland's like fuck like i that is will absolutely not work for me like i will not do videos and then her boss is like well if you don't do video we're gonna have to fire you and since it's in your contract like we get to keep the ms poppy name so you're gonna lose that too and she's like fuck. yeah and she like finagles yeah, they want to do the time. video reveal her identity oh right um, she's and she does yeah. get salary full salary and benefits if she does it so they're not just like but he's like oh i don't have office space but i could chip in a little for that office space you use and i'm like yeah, dude whatever. you're not even gonna pay for the whole fucking thing like get out of here i know yeah and 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 that, let that be a lesson, folks. If you own some sort of brand or some sort of trademark that you have like built up and then you go work like with another company to expand it, make sure that the contract doesn't say that they get to keep the name after you leave. I was unclear on whether she started it and then she did started on theirs. Oh, that's she, shitty. Okay. She had a successful like movie oh, yeah. review blog hmm. and then she started that's working stupid. for them. Yeah, it's part of like I feel like there's the overarching issue of like bargaining power in like every industry, but the entertainment industry, I feel like right, is getting more attention because – I mean, you get it. It's like you start out, you're struggling, like you have no idea if you're going to become successful. So you're like willing to take whatever you can get. But like that just gives all the leverage to put like super unfavorable things in the contract. Anyway, Hala manages to buy some time for herself and be like, let me have like a few months to, you know, sharpen my she video six skills. weeks. Yeah. And she's like, maybe in that time I can like figure something out. Like this is ridiculous. Also, like it just seems so stupid to reveal her identity. Like an anonymous reviewer seems so much more effective. Like why would you want – because that's people how, recognize like, you. like, right, like Michelin star reviewers, yeah, like food, isn't that how it right. happens? It's like totally yeah. anonymous. Like, Michelin star reviewers are like, they're like, they protect your identity like you're fucking James Bond, I'm pretty yeah. sure, like that kind of stuff. Like, it's like fully, like, if anyone right. even starts to suspect that you may be a Michelin reviewer, like, you're out. <laughs> right. You're fired. Right. Because, yeah, it's obvious, like, the incentives, like, they see you coming, they change, you know, like, you would change right. your behavior if you know there's a reviewer. So, like, why? Yeah. Anyway, so she hangs out with Jasper again. She's like stressed. Um, I just, I also just want to point out that Jasper compares her tics to a bunny wrinkling her nose. And Aww. I was like, yeah, that's really that's a little cute. bunny rabbit. That's really cute. Yeah. Um. And she acts and she basically is like stressed and she accidentally reveals that she's Miss Poppy, which I was yeah. like, you've been keeping this secret for I God know. knows how long. <laughs> and like one conversation with this man. <laughs> well, she hasn't now. been having conversations. It's true. That's the it's thing. True. She just doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's She's not. Maybe she's not actually good at keeping the secret. She just like hasn't had to keep it from anyone. And then so basically he's like, oh, my God, like it's even worse because like you were going to review our show and like that would have been really big for us. And then like I fucked it up. So basically they they have a little deal. A totally platonic, not going to lead to anything deal. <laughs> he will give her free improv lessons, like private lessons in exchange for an honest review of their mm. show. Meanwhile, Fitz, the aforementioned fire friend, finds out about Jasper's housing predicament and he's like a total like – Fitz is just like – I he's mean, this is, I mean, like Fitz yeah, is like G, to yeah. have a Fitz in your life. <laughs> for sure. Well, and Fitz is like, well, other people like foster kids have to look out for each other because like you don't, you know, you have no like family connections. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Fitz. like, I mean, not just foster kids, but like in general, just like look out. For Listen, it. I would have loved for there to be some sort of for part of Jasper's thing to maybe be some sort of like as part of the theater. He does like a improv camp or like some sort of like program they, for like mentioned something foster like that. kids. He mentioned something like that. He was like, I. I want to do – I well, Did maybe he? he's just like I want to make improv – I want to be famous for improv so that other kids can like – I thought yeah. – I could have – there was some element of like I want to pass it forward. Like I want to 
sure. make this accessible. It, for but a it kid. really it wasn't something that was like part of the plot. And I would have liked to see. I would have liked to be like, yeah, like I'm gonna do like for foster kids and like low income kids in the city. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna provide like a, do like a youth program with them. Like I think that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there is necessarily room in the book for it, like as it is mm-hmm. right now. Fitz's apartment <laughs> it's funny because they were describing it and I was picturing like the apartment in big and then Fitz was like or Jasper is like this reminds me of the apartment from big like I was like that's how it lo- like I it was a very good like visual image like I don't even know like industry like I don't know it's like this big pen penthouse it's like yeah sweet penthouse. and and Fitz gives him this speech about because he's trying to convince him on the theater thing still and he's like there you go why not you yeah why not you? <laughs> Brooklyn air baby I don't know if anyone I don't remember that. But. I was like, no. I was like, it's back. The <laughs> speech is back. Yeah. And this was also the point where I was like, I know in my soul that like Fitz isn't the villain, but like I was like, he's got to be a villain. Like there's got to be an ulterior motive. He's letting him stay in his sweet penthouse for free, like yeah. in exchange for like 10% in the theater when it like gets off the ground. Right. And I was like, surely surely he's gonna like screw jasper over no it doesn't happen i just i think i'd like just had a much more negative worldview than all of these characters like all of them are just like good people like right right there's like no bad people really i mean no okay so it's time for the improv class and like holland's like don't you fucking call on me like i'm not talking and then they play a game it's like kind of like duck duck goose wait wait like before they do the game, before they do the game, Holland, so Holland's there with Andy because they're friends now, and Holland has mm-hmm. realized that she now has two friends. She has Andy mm-hmm. and like Jasper. She's like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. yeah, but she already had Cal. new friends. Yeah, and she has a moment where, like an other people have emotions moment where like she's yes. like, yeah, Andy, oh, like really you're wrong. so like extroverted. This is gonna be like so easy for you. And Andy like is basically like, I mean, I get like nervous and like afraid too like what an anxious yeah. too like what are you talking about and holland's I like know. wow other people have insecurity yeah <laughs> like, oh all right holland. yeah i mean listen as someone with anxiety like it is very easy to assume that like you're the only person feeling this way but i was like girl <laughs> i assumed that in like middle school i mean there are definitely still times when i'm like oh surely like nobody else is nervous about this and i'm the only one who's like worried i mean less so now that i'm on you know meds <laughs> yeah no <laughs> anyway yeah they play the duck duck goose game yeah and I, I thought it was a bit rich that like so the game is like whoever gets tapped has to like they're like making they're doing we used to, i remember we used to play this game at least i used to play this game when i was a kid or like i i remember doing it with mom like i feel like i probably, we probably did it too where like you write a story but like one sentence at a time like you go back yeah and forth. Yeah, yeah that's a really yeah. common game yeah so that's basically what they're doing except it's like whenever you get tapped by holland you have to go and that was a bit rich that holland gets to like not talk at all and yet be the one who wields all the power of putting <laughs> other people on the spot like girl you just had your breakthrough the other people get anxious why are you doing this to people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway so all goes well well, it's the end of the class and now it's time for Holland's private lessons with Jasper and Jasper's had his um, improv friend Monique there to like help run the class with him. Well, she's the owner of the place. She owns Workaround. What? Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. But she's, she's, hi- she's one the one who improv hired- group? Yes. Oh! She's the one who hired him. Yeah. Oh, I never put that together. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for Monique. Like, what a good, like, business I, yeah, endeavor that you have. Rolling the dough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Great. Monique, where's Monique's book? Frankly, where's Monique's book? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Monique, Monique is basically like, you, you need to watch yourself. Like, I see how you're looking at that girl. Like, you're not ready for a relationship. You're not going to dip on us again. You're not going to abandon us for a lady again. Right. Like, you know, watch yourself. And he right. basically says a whole bunch of really stupid things, but he calls his like deal with Holland a quote totally sexless endeavor Mm -hmm. and at this point I was like and this is a continuing theme for the rest of the book this never stops happening and it is that Jasper is continually putting his foot in his mouth to the extent where I was like this man is like treating his toes like potato chips like that's how (laughs) often He's putting his fucking foot in his mouth. It's like every other chapter. Like this man cannot get it right. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, oh, I feel so terrible (laughs) because of course Helen overhears her him calling it a totally sexist endeavor. (laughs) Right? Fuck! And Helen's like, wow, I should have known. Like, why would I ever? Not that, yeah. Why would a man like that be interested in me? Yeah. Why would a fellow watch a girl like me? Yeah. And okay, so then it's time for their like lesson. And Jasper's like, Jasper's like, I don't know how much you heard. Helen's like, I didn't hear anything. And he's like, wow, like she cannot lie. (laughs) She's like the worst liar ever. Like you literally have a neurological disorder that like makes it very difficult to lie. (laughs) (laughs) Like makes you have uh, involuntary spasms when you're nervous. (laughs) What did that just remind me of? Something. Oh, was it in uh, Knives Out? The the main character, Anna Darmus, her character can't lie without throwing up. Oh, no, no, yeah. Remember? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do, yeah. No, it reminded me of this book I read a long time ago about like – it was one of those like – I don't know if Noam Chomsky is the right label to put on this, but like you know that theory that like language influences like how you like see the world? Yeah. Yeah, that theory. I don't know. If I, that might be bullshit. I'm not sure if it's true. But the one language they talked about was um, it's like some South American language where you have to like say the source, like the exact source of all your information. So like if you say I saw an animal in the woods, like if you don't include like the details of like if you say like there's there's a there's an animal in the woods. If you don't include the exact source, like let's say you saw the tracks or like someone told you about it or like you mm-hmm. smelled it or like you saw it rustle in the leaf. Like if you don't include like all that detail, it's like the same. It's like basically lying, like the way the language is structured. Oh, wow. That's great. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Like it's part of like the conjugation Like you have to you would have to like intentionally like it would be yeah. it would be like misleading to like not. Yeah. So anyway, Jasper decides to bribe Holland to like come out of her shell um, with Skittles. And I respect Holland because she doesn't yes. like purple Skittles because purple Skittles no. are Red and purple pulses. are the only good Skittles. I Get no. the fuck out They're of here. So okay. Good. Well, the other ones we are not good. clearly are like a match you have made a in symbiotic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> purple Skittles. Red Skittles I can tolerate, but purple Skittles are <laughs> disgusting. Anyway. And then so they like, I don't know, they play a bunch of improv games and then like she like tells him about a bad bullying experience she had as a kid where like oh, essentially man. a boy and his friends held her down and forced her to kiss a rat. Yes, a boy that um, she had a crush I was on. Like, yeah, yeah I was, was like, like what the fuck? I know. And I was like, oh man, I, I, I normally wouldn't have expected this, but people we meet on vacation had the reckoning with the bully at the end. And so that, gave, I don't know. I just like, now that that's in the cards, I'm like always hoping for it. So I was like really hoping for no. some kind of reckoning with this bully no. boy, no. Uh, but it didn't happen. Yeah. But Jasper does get very, ups- he gets furious. I mean, He's like, so. Like, it's obs- that's, that's right. It? No, but this is like, this is the continuing like, you know, you know how, oh fuck, what? Where'd fuck, you even oh, get a rat? It happened. Like, 
it happened when it was the pet rat it was a uh-huh. class pet rat um but like in in one happened it happened one summer when brendan is constantly getting furious when like piper talks bad about herself like jasper is constantly getting furious like anytime holland even remotely indicates that like she's not worthy of like all the love right. in the world he's like no yeah wait a second no. okay that's a really traumatic bullying episode and that's like that'll be so like terrible and like she got awful. pulled out of school the next day however I would like to question the rat slander part of it. Like, I don't think you would kiss a dog. Why is kissing the pet rat any grosser? I, it, well, being forced because... to kiss anything, being forced to kiss anything, that whole situation, terrible. But why the rat? Why are we slandering the rat? They make her do the rat because, they because call her she does rodent. the little nose twitch. So they call oh, her a rodent. And so I they're like, understand. oh, kiss the rat. I didn't know why they are a rodent. Because oh. she does the nose twitch. And so whereas, whereas Jasper is like, oh, like a cute little body. These yeah. like dickhead fifth grade boys were like, like a rat. Yeah. Well, but the, the I know. I, cute. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not minimizing it. I'm just saying like why. Yeah. It's not. I was for some reason I was picturing, I was picturing an added element of like really disgusting like they somehow found a wild ant like like a frog no, or like a or no, like a no. feral feral like sewer rat or something no. like, that would be like that is no yeah yeah no it's just the i think the class pet so she confesses that and then they play an improv game where they pretend to like be in bed together yeah like, in the <laughs> middle of that, and right. i was like and this is supposed to be platonic right like, <laughs> are, you, what are, you- are you insane <laughs> they've also like taken shots together um by the way and so they kiss and then he, of course, has a moment, uh, which I, you know, is the bare minimum, but I still appreciate it, where he's like, I can't kiss a drunk woman. I can't take advantage of her like that. Mm-hmm. And that does happen multiple times where multiple different characters are like, yeah. I can't take advantage of a drunk person. And I'm like, you know, again, bare minimum. But I appreciate <laughs> that being verbalized, like that really yeah. being hammer honed by this book. And Holland's like, so he's like touching her a lot because in this and he, she's like, well, like, Improv is inherently physical. Like he probably doesn't even notice like how much he's touching me. And Jasper's like, oh my god, like every it's touches like fire. Like I can't. So like they they kiss. They're both essentially like we kissed and we both want to have sex with each other. But Jasper's like, you deserve more than that. I would just want to use you for sex. You can't like you can't do that. And I was like. Again, like he can't stop shoving his foot in his mouth. Like, are we sure that Holland is the one with social issues? Because like, oh, he definitely yeah. like she just has the facial tics, but Jasper just one social faux pas after the oh other. God. I was like, sir, you cannot get it together. Yeah, uh, and then of course he invites her over to his apartment for a, a lesson after. the next day. Yeah, he he doesn't even have one. You know how usually I'm like, oh, he has. They have two brain cells. No, like he doesn't even have one. They're no. all asleep. No. Then they she goes over his house the next day, and then that then she's like, "What if I want to use you for your body?" She talks too? with Andy. Andy's the one who says that they have like girl chat the next day. Oh, I only wrote down about Andy is that Andy was like talking about how the serial killer no Andy is the one who like out, points that I was like, "Is she gonna get kidnapped?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like gives me nightmares. No, Andy's the one who points out like the um, irony of that, but like. The thing about Jasper, he's constantly saying, like, I'm not good enough. Like, I would, like, only be Mm – and I get that. We get his – I get that, like, that's his own insecurities. But I feel like in real life, when people tell you who they are, 
believe them generally like if someone's saying i will not be a good partner for you like i this will not end like don't yeah. be like oh you're just not like seeing yourself the way i see you like you're just not you know appreciating it like no take that at it's you're it, right. I know. It's, you know, you're it, right. Yeah. It, it, it triggers like an instinct of like to make someone else like feel better. But like it's not. I mean, this relationship does. It does start out because they're like they essentially agree to be friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, So it doesn't start out with like them entering like into a relationship, even though you're like, this is a romance novel. Like, a, yeah, totally platonic friends with benefits. Nothing can yeah. come of this. Yeah, and Jasper's like, like Fitz is there at the apartment or something. They have a conversation. And Jasper's like, oh, Fitz will probably like follow up. Like, invite you to coffee, but, like, don't let him use it as an excuse to ask you out. And then Helen's like, oh, like, why not? Jasper's like, you wanted to ask you out? Like, grr, like, why do I hate that? Why do I want to murder that idea right now? Uh, So, (laughs) Oh, he's so jealous. And then they make out, and she comes from just making out? No, there's, like, some over the clothes. Oh, okay, some, like, you know, but, like. You know, he like touches her boobs, but it's really, it's like, it's, it's nothing like there's, there's really no like further oh, stimulation. Really? It's really oh, just for making out. Oh, okay. So she comes and she's like, huh. And then she's like, you know, I could give you like a hand job or whatever. And he's like, that's not how orgasms work. Like they're not a transaction. And then he's like, find a guy who thinks making a woman come is its own reward. And I was like, nice. Appreciate <laughs> that. Well done. Nice. Cross stitch that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now the next day, the worst scene or the scene that made me the most anxious right, in this right. whole book i know and it's another example of like jasper says <gasps> okay, something okay. really sketchy like, okay okay so what happens is there he's like gonna help her like get comfortable in front of the camera so he's in the workspace one of the camera rooms they have like video rooms and he's setting up his camera and then they start doing an improv thing and then naturally they start making out and then they transition to having sex and this whole time i was like wait wait i forget is the camera on i was like is this being recorded like i don't know i was so stressed and they just full have sex and also just the fact that they're doing this in a communal work environment i was like like like, and it's not i don't know there's like a difference between like making out and like you you both work at a corporate office and you're making out and like a brute like for some reason that is better for me because it's like oh well you're like disrespecting the man when you're doing that but like in a communal workspace where it's just a bunch of like freelancers hanging out i'm like y'all <laughs> and something i just thought of like we learned in the beginning she makes holland makes a big deal out of how like there's she doesn't like the glass wall in her cubicle but like it's okay because she's at the end of the hallway so she doesn't have to like see people but like so glass walls are very much a thing here i don't think the video i think like the probably like the video recording and the and the okay. podcasting room are are probably yeah. like soundproofed or whatever so, you know what i mean they're not yeah they they realized that it was filmed and jasper's like Never let a dude tape you because you will end up on the internet. And I'm like, all right, that's not like a sketchy thing to say at all. Like, what? What do you? She doesn't ever end up on the internet. I was no, like, surely she's going to like... send this to her boss. Yeah, well, I don't think we ever get confirmation that they delete it. I no. We'll they keep talking about and deleting like, oh, it. So hot. But they yeah. watch it together, and I was like. I, this gave me so much stress. It gave me so everything about this scene stressed me out so well, it's just much. like really – I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like Jasper saying that is like very sketchy. Like why, who says that except someone who would do that? But it's just like his constant like joking and – joking slash like foot in mouth disease. Yeah, like, I guess. I don't know. I guess. But it's like when people tell you – another yeah, example yeah. of like when someone tells you who they are. 
Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. this is this is when I wrote down the note, and I don't know what triggered this. I was just like, ah, I got the title. <laughs> At this point mm. in the book was when I oh, finally that's... understood the title. <laughs> that's not even that far in. Pretty good. All right. The next thing I have is Cal is in town. So Holland is like lying to Cal that Jasper is like her real quote unquote boyfriend. Um, no, well, she, she hasn't doesn't told him. want him to worry. Right, right. But she's planning to. And then she's like to Cal, she's like, oh, you're my first overfish- official overnight guest in my apartment. And she was like, oh, no, like how – how am I going to like explain that my quote unquote boyfriend hasn't even slept over? And I'm like, it's very different. Like someone's saying, I don't know, like a guest. Yeah. Versus that, well, whatever. I was like, I was like also like, I mean, you could just say the truth, which is that you guys always go to his place because, and again, at this point I was like, it's right. because you live in a shed, right? Like right. I was very confused about that. <laughs> like the word shed was absolutely used to describe her living. Are you condition. sure it wasn't when she was describing her like quote unquote nightmare of like tinfoil windows and like six cats no. like living in a shed? The shed okay, is, no is referenced multiple um, times. This is where I wrote down the number of times <laughs> they bring up how dangerous it is to be a woman alone. Is there going to be a quote rescuing Andy from the kidnapper plot line or something? <laughs> Alas, alas, no. Yeah. <laughs> And Cal, like, it's very clear from the beginning, like, you get signs, like, obviously Holland doesn't pick up on this, but you get signs that, like, Cal is, like, crushing on her. Like, it's very much, like, the pining best friend from... Oh, I didn't see that at you all. No, the ro- I saw that, and I immediately got so annoyed because... And, I mean, the book does resolve this in a satisfactory way, but I was, like, I was so jazzed when Cal was introduced because... Because I was like, this is great. Like a man and a woman who are friends and especially like exes who are friends. And like there's not going to be any like one of them is still in love with each other. Like this is just a totally normal, healthy relationship. And now it turns out that Cal has been fucking pining for her this whole time. And I just get really – and we've talked about this before, how it's just really, really frustrating for me for women not to be able to have – be friends with men like without them wanting to fuck them. So they all go – like they hang out like Jasper Hal and – uh, Cal and Holland. Um, and then Holland gets really drunk. They come back and like Cal and Jasper have this like conversation where Cal's basically like, would you like give up your whole career to stay with Holland? And Jasper's like, obviously not. Like I like why why would I why would I want to start out with that resentment? And Cal's like, I would give up my band, like my whatever. Like I love Holland. And Jasper's like, oh, like whatever. I mean, and I don't know, like I'm kind of on I'm kind of on Jasper's side. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm like, why would you need to give it up? But Cal's basically like, yeah, we dated for a year, but we were so young. And I like, I'm the one who broke it off because I wanted like both, I wanted like Holland to have a chance to like go out and like date other people and like make sure that she was choosing me. But like, I wanted her to come back to me. And like, and, and I mean, he wanted to do that too. He was like, I wanted to make sure that we right. weren't just together. And because, then they like know. stay friends. And like, I don't, tell me what you think about this. I feel like my view, Okay, men and women can definitely be friends. However, and and I won't even I won't even narrow it to men and women. People can be friends. People who date and then break up because it doesn't work out for whatever, I feel like can stay friends. Depend but like but I feel like if you're actually in love with someone, you can't just turn it on and off and like go back to being friends. Maybe right away. Like maybe if you like you like it's been a few years like you're different people, you can like become friends, you know, once you like had time. But like I just feel like that's like if Cal and Holland were able to date and then break up and like stay friends the entire time I feel like that's it's like obvious that you're not actually like romantically that like you're not actually 
in love with that person like you know no i agree i was like this whole, i was like cal get your head out of your fucking ass and also yeah. like so Cal's he's, like constantly, he's applying he's yeah right he's like constantly like you're just using her jasper to like further your career like you're like you don't actually love her like and he's essentially he's constantly and holland does call out cal for this at one point where like Cal essentially applies like there's implies that like there's no reason that a guy like Jasper that like a hot guy like Jasper who's like personable would want to be with you if it wasn't like some sort of gain for him and I was like that is like you're such a dick and he's constantly like oh I don't I just don't want her to get hurt and I'm like no like yeah you're just like being a controlling dick and like I mean Holland's mother isn't really like a big plot point but it is very much like Holland's mother over sheltered her and like contributed to a mm-hmm. lot of her social anxiety because she took her out of school and then never really like allowed socialize, her yeah. to socialize and I was like it kind of feels like what you're doing Cal right. that you're like I'm the only person who could understand her because right. she's so different and I'm like she like she has a neurological disorder but like that she's still a person <laughs> right and well the, the paternalism element that I was mostly thinking of was like just him saying like I'm gonna be the one to like because I guess yeah, definitely. It's it's clear from his like actions and behavior that it was also like selfishly like he wanted – not selfishly, but like he wanted for himself to be able to date other people and make sure. But he never yeah. says that. He's always like, I wanted him to make sure Holland was like – had all her options, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, so you decided to enforce options on her, but you still constantly like were expecting her to come back, you know, like that's just very – you didn't ask her. You didn't like – you should have explained that. I don't know. Like you should be no, – you I mean, you're Cal- suing people's answers for them like – Cal sucks here and I was like getting very angry at Cal in this scene and like you know two scenes from now and like it does resolve but I was like I was steamed this was probably the most steamed I was like the entire the entire book this whole like Cal just just being the worst I was like you I was like Cal can go like drown in the bayou for all I care like fuck off like whatever I was initially like, why aren't they dating anybody? Like, and yeah, so then, then Jasper was gonna leave, but then, like, after Cal gives this whole speech, he's like, I am not gonna leave him alone with drunk Colin, so he can like curl in bed next to her. And it's not mm-hmm. like he's like because I think he's gonna assault her, but he's just like, I like I, no, he's gonna like try to make a move anyway. He mm-hmm. goes in, and Holland wakes up, and she she says you've literally been inside my body we can share a bed for the night and i fully resented this line and i was very glad that jasper was like that was a very weird thing for you to say please never say that again <laughs> he's like never say you have literally been inside okay, my body I, ever yeah <laughs> great but anyway they wake up in the morning and they're both not drunk anymore and they have some sexy times and he reveals a fantasy of he was like i like have a fantasy of a woman getting a tattoo of my name somewhere that only I can see. And I was like, I'm not a kink shamer, but this is really pressing up against my limit. I don't know. Just to, and like it's presented as like she's she's like, oh, because like he's never had anything permanent. Like yeah, she's he like wants a, and, like, like, so a little kid. I, like, under- I understand this, but I was still like, I just in general, I think tattooing the name of your partner is like bad move bears. And I was like, imagine like she tattoos that on her ass and like now you have like she just has your name on her mm-hmm. ass and then even if she gets it removed, like if you break out like her name, I yeah, was just like, it's a red flag. Ooh. I was like, is it? And, and he does. He's like, I know it's very like, you know, yeah. misogynistic, like all of this shit. So like he like recognizes it. And I was like, I understand why he does it. But I was like, 
it, it didn't cross my limit, but it really, it really pushed, pushed against <laughs> real quick. Yeah. But so they don't do that, thankfully. But Holland does take out a Sharpie and she's like, I'll let you write it like wherever. And then like he writes it in her yeah. thigh. And at this point, I was like, I don't know. Aren't Sharpies like kind of toxic? Like would this cause some sort of like <laughs> no. STI or something? No. Like some sort what? of infection? STI. 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 Like some sort of infection. Like, Sharpie like, transmitted illness? <laughs> like <laughs> Sharpie transmitted illness. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new category. Here. It's the new pandemic. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> really? Oh, Jasper's a quote when she takes the Sharpie. Jasper's teeth pressed into his bottom lip, making him look feral. Cat. Nice, that's nice. Doesn't quite compensate. Anthony Bridgerton yeah. is that you? <laughs> no, Jasper was nothing like oh Anthony Bridgerton, except for perhaps that he was constantly putting his foot in his mouth. I do yeah. feel like Anthony does also suffer from a lesser form of foot mm-hmm. and mouth disease. <laughs> so Jasper leaves, and then Cal decides to get even worse. Oh wait, 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 wait. So Holly gives him a blowjob, and then they have sex. And this is something I'm – I hope this doesn't, like, impede my enjoyment of romance novels going forward. But every time – I don't know. I I recently came across a TikTok account that, like, I don't know. I don't – paradigm shifting might be too strong of a word. But basically, like, it's this woman and she's like, everyone's having sex wrong. Like, it, basically, like, whenever they're like, oh, we were going so deep, like, there's literally no reason to do that because your G-spot is only two inches in. Like, it's all about, like, just the right, like, friction and, like, don't, like, put poking is not the move. You want to scoot? Like, I don't, like, <laughs> okay, like, imagine <laughs> sitting in a chair. You're sitting in a chair. You wrap your, like, you wrap your legs around the, like, the chair legs and you're just, like, scooting forward. Okay. That's more the move, right? And so now every time – Is that not what people do? But like the po- in and out, like super deep. Like the only thing – if you're going deep, the only thing back there is your fucking cervix, which so what? there are like, reports. Okay. Some people claim to be able to get cervical orgasms and I'm not whatever. But the fact is there's like not really any nerves back there. And for most people, it's going to be you feel, you feel nothing or it's painful. Like it's not, not great. Sure. I mean, I just think in general, am I surprised that like – modern men don't know how to have sex or modern people with penises she no. yeah well that's the thing it's like porns like that like that's what that's all people see so you don't know what to copy the other this if the scooting thing doesn't make sense for you picture like dry humping right like people dry hump mm-hmm. as like teenagers and that feels good and then you move like you basically just want to be wet humping you know but instead <laughs> of like the slapping noise like poking like that's not you know what i mean like you, it's about the friction otherwise you don't feel anything for like a woman like obviously men yeah. do no matter what but like yeah you're yeah you're trying to you're trying to wet hump you're not trying to like poking <laughs> in you know Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Thank take you. notes, people. <laughs> okay. Well, I just feel um, like it's we'll link yeah. we'll link that woman's TikTok yeah. in the show notes. Yes. So Jasper leaves. Are you done? Wait, I just want to make sure that you're I think you've I'm completed. Done, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jasper leaves and Kyle just basically immediately is like, time to slut shame Holland for having sex with someone that I've been told is her boyfriend. And then I'm also going to tell her Jasper's words about how he would leave her for her, his career. And I'm going to take them really out of context and tell her about them. And then I'm going to tell her that I'm moving to New Orleans. And then I'm going to kiss her against her will. And then I'm going to confess my love. And then I'm going to tell her that she's basically an idiot for the 
developing feelings for Jasper. And in general, I am just going to be the worst person ever. And I'm also going to be like, Jasper knows that I have feelings for you. Like Jasper left you alone this morning with me. I would never yeah. let a guy who I knew liked my girl be alone with right. her. And I'm like, okay. Because you're so paternalistic. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, maybe Jasper respects her as a goddamn person and, like, isn't a jealous asshole. Right. And also, that was your whole – that's what you've been doing for the past five years. That was your whole MO is to let her be with other people and hope that she comes back to you. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's what you did for five years, you dumbass. Also, this was – he says this one line, which I thought was a really low blow. It's not presented as that in the book, but he's like – He's like, this guy, Jasper, like, I know you. Crushes get you crushed. Like, please don't do that to yourself. And I was like, to, I don't know. For me, that just, like, seemed like he was referencing Rat Boy, you know, because that's it's a boy that, like, she yeah. had a crush on. And he found out. And he was like, come kiss me beneath the tree. And then, like, he made her, you know, yeah. kiss the rat. Yeah. So it was just, like, a very low blow. Yeah. No, it was – Cal, this is not – Cal is, like, really at this point, I was like – Perhaps the finale of this book will be Andy getting kidnapped by the serial killer and Cal, Jasper, and Holland have to go rescue Andy in the bayou. And then, like, Cal has to sacrifice himself to save Andy. So Cal dies. (laughs) And then everybody else. (laughs) I was like, that would be the ideal resolution for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the resolution. And Cal does, like, you know, chill the fuck out but like yeah there's some pretty low blows here um anyway (laughs) (laughs) so so okay okay so all right andy holland is like now very confused she basically avoids jasper for like two days and like lies to him and says that cal is still there um, yeah cal leaves immediately he was supposed to be there for the two days but he's like i'm gonna give you space so that is okay a little a tiny little green flag for Cal is that he's like, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna stay in your house after I've like told you all of this. Oh god. Yeah, and it's and just like shed. Sorry. it's just like and even just like the Cal Cal has all the like Cal what I what I say and what I do is very different. Like he's like, Yeah, I wanted you to like date other people and like make sure you like had the right move. Except that this he waits five years and the second she actually dates someone else, he immediately spills the beans. So like what was this like Anyway, so meanwhile, Jasper has a convo with Fitz where Fitz is like, yo, bro, like I got three investors that are interested, but they want to come see a show to, to make sure because that's what made so is the theater just for the one act, whatever. I don't know. Um, he's like, I need you to <laughs> I need you to guarantee a packed house. Like, it needs to seem really popular. And Jasper's like, well, if I could do that, like I wouldn't need this theater for some reason. I don't know. And then Jasper like lets it slip. Like Jasper's no, like, no, oh, I can, get a Miz, I can get a Ms. Poppy review. And Jasper's like, Fitz is like, who's the only new person you've met in the past like <laughs> like it's a fucking hotline uh, it's, yeah it's, it's Holland, and he's basically like you should have her like reveal herself at the show because like she's gonna reveal herself anyway and like you could you can get her to give you a good review and jasper's like oh i feel so guilty but i've got to ask Holland to participate in the show and give me a good review and then i will never see her again because she deserves someone who will give up their dream right like i make no he's like i i can't ask this of someone i'm dating so therefore the solution is to break up with her and he's like and he's like oh she'll be with with Cal, he's like w- one brain cell. Right. Jasper is like, okay, Holland, you should be with Cal, and I'm like, well, like maybe she could just be with neither of you. 
It's right. like, why did she have to, why did she have to go when back she does to one? Figure, yeah, yeah. So, so then we have like, I, okay, so we knew that Holland has been in therapy this whole time and she's mentioned Mary Lee a few times, but then we actually get on screen therapist combo, which I pre- feel like is rare. Like, I think there's so many books where they're just like, yeah, and then I want like, like they throw yeah. in therapy as like a cure-all at the end, but they don't actually uh-huh. like have it, but they actually have show a conversation. So Mary yeah. Lee like talks her through it. She's like, what's the worst that can happen if you tell Jasper how you feel? Like, and Holland's like, well, it's, it's not a choice. She's like, yeah, I can't like date Cal if I still have feelings for Jasper. So it's like Jasper or be single. So like she does kind of, she does like work through that. I don't know. I just like that the therapist, she was like, don't, she was like, it's Jasper's problem. Like he doesn't want to date you, but like don't decide his answer But before, like make sure you ask them. And then like, she talks to Andy and has like a girl's night and she's like, oh, well, I, at least like if I break up with both of these like boys, I can have another friend at least and like to equal with or whatever. I was oh like, I appreciate gosh. that. But they meet for a picnic. Jasper asked her to come to a picnic to pitch his idea and he brings a muffaletta. Do you know what a muffaletta is? No, it doesn't sound that appealing though. I looked it up. It is an Italian sandwich, but it's made on like basically picture bread in the shape of a cheese wheel. Like, right but it's like a giant what? sandwich it's look it up it's a giant sandwich and you share it with like it's like very fun i don't know i, I really enjoyed it was like this sounds like delicious and you know what it, wow, looks delicious. it really is just like a cheese wheel sandwich yes exactly that's insane yeah it looks really fun. a lot it's, of it's, meat though it's meat. I, don't think I know i, I know it. i know but i like the concept of like a nice shareable sandwich i don't know like, yeah it's great right? like a pizza but a sandwich Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jasper is basically like, I got to ask Holland to give me a good review and then I'm going to break up with her. And he's like, Holland, you should be with Cal. And Holland is basically like, you, okay, listen, I know that you have one brain cell. I know it. I accept it. I don't care if you're stupid, but you're not going to be stupid with me. So yeah. I like you. We're not breaking up. We're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's like, okay, I like you yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. and, and there was there was a few like, I thought, I don't know, at least I read them as bachelor references because Jasper's like, if we keep if we keep up with this, like I'm at high risk of falling in love with you. And I was like, you know, bachelor producers take note. That's a good line to feed people. Um, And then when she shows up for the picnic, he's like, I just want her to run up to me and like jump hug me. What what was the phrase you said it was called? Hooju. And then we get an actual hooju on screen later on, on page. Excellent. 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 Yeah. yeah, So then their boyfriend and girlfriend and they immediately go and fuck like bunnies in her Mm. shed. (laughs) And I do like that it is canon that Jasper regularly replaces the condom in his wallet because we get multiple references to him being, oh, thank God I have a condom in my wallet, which he must be right. He's got to be replacing them because they're using the condom. I was like, yeah. good for you, Jasper. Like, oh, nice. oh, oh, wait. This is this was from the painting scene still, but I th- this seemed like such a great song lyric. I'd feel like back to the marker. Jasper's like, I need to break up with her, but like for a minute, he'd written his name on her skin, but that marker had washed off by now. I don't know. I just feel like that imagery. I know, I know you don't like the marker thing, but I just feel like that. I don't know. Something about no, that the marker thing it. is fine because it's not permanent. Yeah. It's the tattoo that is permanent. <laughs> Yeah. The tattoo is what I have an issue with. Yeah. So anyway, they fuck like bunnies. And then Holland is like, well, wait, what were you going to tell me? And he is like, well, I was going to ask you to do a live reveal of Miss Poppy and then like write a review for me. But like, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Like, I'd never ask you to do that. Like, I don't want to use you like that. I know it would make you uncomfortable. And she's basically like, hang on. 
if I publicly reveal myself as Ms. Poppy, then they can't fire me. But that doesn't because make they sense. can't replace me because everyone will know I have Tourette's because I'll talk about I have Tourette's. And then she's oh, like, that's and why. she's like, okay. then they'll they can't fire me because if they fire like everyone would be like, ew, okay. I can't believe you fired her because she had Tourette's. Okay, okay, that makes sense because I was wondering why like it would be any different than, but. I, well, she was also like, she was also like, I, I was also worried, like, even if we do make these videos, right, that, that like, he's going to see right. my tics and they'll fire Which, me anyway. I have no idea. If, I mean, she's an independent contractor or she'd be an employee at that point. Yeah. How would the ADA not protect you? And I, I definitely, I feel like I somehow know. it wouldn't because they would be like, like entertainment is like such a, yeah. But like, that just seems so shitty. Yeah. It's very shitty. Yeah. So anyway, so now they're preparing for the show and it's going to be great and they're doing a rehearsal, but oh no. Kenzie's back and she's offering him a role in their Netflix show and this dumbass is like yeah I'll fly to LA to audition for the show on Friday and night. then yeah. I and then I will just leave early Saturday morning and make it back in time for the improv show on Saturday night and I was like boo boo the fool what are you doing he doesn't <laughs> an alarm or nothing like dumbass well, he gets super also, drunk like that's not like well, he sleeps no through alarm. His like no, but but okay, okay. This is another sample of Jasper putting his foot. Well, not totally Jasper putting his foot in his mouth, but like Holland interrupts when he's talking to Kenzie, and then she overhears Kenzie being like, "What's like wrong with that girl or something?" And like Holland doesn't hear Jasper's reaction. So, and yeah. also Jasper, she's just in general. She's just like Jasper yeah, she doesn't introduce Holland as his girlfriend. He's like, "This is Holland. She's going to be on our show." Not like she's a girlfriend. He does immediately realize that that was stupid. Like immediately after the interaction. Also, this is a question. Like this is yet another thing that doesn't really add up. Like I mean, maybe it does in entertainment law. Like it's so shit, but or whatever. Like the whole. But the show that Kenzie is on, Aurora Boring. It's like. It's based on a skit that she and Jasper used to do with like Aurora Boring and Eddie Ecstatic and that's the part they want Jasper for. But he helped write it. So like how can they just like take characters and skit concept that like he wrote and use it as a show and he's not getting compensated at all? Like I don't know. Those are his original characters. Either the author or me has like a a fundamental lack of understanding on this like area of of, like – So anyway, so then he he's basically like I will choose being a famous actor over you and she's like – very understandably she's like well yeah like i would never ask my partner to not like pursue that like in a very reasonable thing and it's like kind of portrayed as like oh no like if he loved you he would choose you and i'm like listen if i had a dream like a career goal like and my partner was like don't do that for like not an actual like tangible reason i'd be like like i would never do that to my partner and i wouldn't want my partner to do that to me he doesn't it's like not on the table at all for her to go with him i mean she's basically i mean and i guess like it's played off as like oh of course like i would just hate that environment like whatever but like well no no she's also like um i would have to start from scratch she's like miss miss poppy is very regionally known like i wouldn't be able to bring that with me yeah either way either way this is another situation he's like i fell in love with you and then he doesn't say it back and then he's like you should be with cal and once again i was like or she could be with neither of you two losers because right now you suck both of you can go and live in the bayou together and you can take her shed and go live in the bayou and she can live in the penthouse with fits right or you could do distance for a while i'm sorry i'm still like and figure it out like because he's not going to be mega famous instantly like not every netflix show does like and if he's making it of money like why do you care about 
I don't know. I just whatever. It's it's very whatever. complex. Anyway, Jasper auditions. Um, and the reason he bombed the audition the first time is because he kept like improving, but like this time he like sticks to the script and the stage directions, but like he hates it. He's like, I feel so constrained. And then they're like, You get the part. And then this man gets drunk, like wickedly drunk, and then sleeps in the same bed with his goddamn ex. But there's no sex. You do think that there may have been sex yes, for a moment. Out, but yes. there is no sex. And Kenzie, this is a situation when Kenzie specifically, she's like, I'm not a date rapist. Right, like, I wasn't going right. to have sex with you. You were that drunk. And I was like, Good for you, Kenzie. Again, bare minimum, but good for you. And then he oversleeps. He misses his flight. And then, like, he's not going to make it in time for the show. And it's very like, High School Musical 3, Troy Bolton, like, having to drive back from visiting Gabriella, not making it for the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't Is that, that too Bible. niche? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, so I watched that movie in theaters, but I need to – yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he made – oh, 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 this was ridiculous. He, said, he tries to text her, and she gets the text, and it's something like, like, sorry, missed my flight. I'll – and then it cuts off and she's like, oh, his phone must have died mid-text. And I'm like, what century are we living in? What are you talking about? Like, maybe that could have ha- – I don't know. Like, maybe no, that – like, I, I don't – Okay. So I initially thought they were texting, but then I was like, well, maybe it's a voicemail. Maybe he tried to call her and that's what's being described. No, it was a text. Because she, at this point, I was listening the to the book. Cut off. At this point, I was Mid-text. listening to the book three time at three times speed because I was trying to like finish it before we recorded this, and I wasn't totally clear about. This no, it was part. text because I yeah I don't know I was it's silly yeah but she because speaking of other interactions she like calls Cal and is basically like Cal even if like Jasper and I broke up like I don't feel that way about you and Cal is like yeah well I I like I figured like you wouldn't have let me leave and then he's like I like I deserve someone who won't let me leave and I was like suck a dick Cal and then <laughs> um but he was like he was like yeah like I think I just like built it up in my head and like I like I yeah we're better off as friends and it is resolved and it's like fine he's not besides the comment about I deserve someone who will go after me he will he's not like bitter or like mean about it so I was like all right well, I know I Cal. mean you can basically live. I mean that's fair like no 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 it is I know but it's just like the 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 way that it was said like in the conversation I was like ah that sounds a little bit snarky Cal <laughs> something we should mention is that so Jasper has gotten the role um but his first thought is like every like good now i've gotten the role like everyone will know my birth parents my foster parents my teachers who got frustrated with him like they'll all know that i i, I can be a success so i feel like that was good because it kind of i don't know it kind of showed that like his, this whole like life goal was kind of just like to prove to other people that he could yeah. do it and then like now that he has it he's like i don't actually want this which like i yeah, very much relate yeah. to <laughs> like i'm just like wanting stuff because you don't have yeah yeah. And even that, like, with the auditioning, the fact that, like, he loves improving so much, he's like, so mm-hmm. it's not like acting, like, in yeah. the strict sense that I like. It's like this specific yeah. type of performing. Which is good because, like, if it had been, if he didn't get the role and they ended up together, that would have been cheap and, like, not, you know, not a satisfying yeah. story. He has if to make he, the choice. He has right, to make the right. choice to be with Whereas, him. like, if it was actually his, like, life goal he actually wanted, he still, like, didn't you know did it like gave it up for no reason like that also would have been not great it would have been but I feel like yeah, yeah like realizing that like yeah this isn't for me like I was actually he because he has a moment he's like I didn't realize like how happy I actually was in New Orleans like right with all the people like I had my friends and my family and like I had Holland like I, I was actually like building a pretty good life mm-hmm. um, so he's tr- rushing to try and get back but he certainly does not before the beginning of the show and so they do the show 
and they're doing the show and Holland is pretending to be like on a like a blind dating show like you know this thing where like you're on opposite sides mm-hmm. of the panel and like the mm-hmm. bachelorette is asking like contestant mm-hmm. number one questions and it's like it's funny and then of course bachelor number three is Jasper confessing his feelings and and apologizing and I was like I appreciate these words I wish you wouldn't have delivered them in front of a crowd I am begging right. you I'm begging you listener in real life i am begging you listener if you are a writer of books stop don't no stop putting people on the spot when you're doing like the epilogue i mean not to like jump ahead but in the epilogue he's gonna propose (laughs) and he specifically says like i there's a rumor going around that like i'm gonna propose tonight and she's like who could have started that and he's like i would i would never propose in person like on stage i would never do it in front of an audience i'm like you you did I don't know you did you did that I just I hate like don't put people on the spot like that and also because like Holland's whole thing like yes her whole character arc is like getting self-confidence and being more comfortable like performing in front of people and being more public but I was also I was like I don't know this feels like a grand gesture that would be geared toward you like if she needed to grand gesture him her appearing Mm -hmm. on stage would be much more like okay like she understands him she's like showing she's willing to like work and sacrifice for this relationship it didn't feel like a grand gesture for her and I mean I understand why it was done this way because like we've been building up to this big improv show the whole book like of course that's going to be the finale like narratively it makes sense but I think that's also just one of the things that I struggle most with it with grand gestures like not just the fact when they're like in front of an audience or there's like some sort of like definitely external pressure whether you meant it that way or not but like when the grand gesture is just like oh it's just a grand gesture like it's just a generic grand gesture instead of something that's like specifically geared toward like this is how I fucked up this is how I'm like making amends this shows that like I understand you and like I've grown from the person who like fucked up in the first place well it's yeah it's like it's like the it's like the nicknames it's like the pet names it's like <laughs> why give him give me a reason just I, I don't need a big I just need just a reason me a reason just, just a little uh, little <laughs> yeah okay so anyway grand gestures they make up Jasper's gonna get the theater because the investors are excited Holland mm-hmm. is sometimes gonna be a special je- guest they go home they fuck in her shed and all the final note that I have before the epilogue is does she live in a shed or not <laughs> <laughs> is it like a facetious shed like i live in a shed like i can't even afford a shed i don't know can someone just like maybe it's a tiny with their home, eyeballs? like it's a shed you know get those like prefabricated <laughs> can someone who's like read this book with their eyeballs like please <laughs> please clarify me what kind of abode yeah. <laughs> holland lives in because I can't. This was only available at one library <laughs> and only on audiobooks. So I don't have access to the ebooks. Wait, so wait, I where, did to you, where did you get it? Hoopla? Hoopla, yeah. Okay. Holland's like, part of her couldn't believe he was hers, but maybe she could because she was pretty damn fantastic herself. And I was like, yeah, like freeze frame stars in the background. <laughs> like, that's what I was meant. <laughs> Epilogue. Epilogue. She started a podcast because she did do the videos for a while. And she's like, I don't really like it that much. I can't do it, but I would rather be a podcaster. And I do like that this book is not like, yeah, true love is going to make you like suddenly re- like get over your actual neurological disorders. And like, it's not like, yeah, like true love is going to suddenly stop make you making you be depressed or have anxiety or like all these things. It's like, 
true love helps you like learn to accept and live with those See, that's that's where I it was like one of the fake outs for me. Well, she's I like that she has the realization of like being capable of something and actually enjoying it. Two different turned out to be two different things. It's kind of like similar to Jasper's yeah. thing. Um, but I was kind of hoping it would turn into because she's like being on video meant I have to surprise like try to suppress my tick, so it's really exhausting and like isn't fun. You know, it's like really tiring mm-hmm. and I don't like it. But I was hoping it would turn out to be like like turns out I can just say fuck it like have my tics on camera and turns out people yeah. still want to watch you know yeah like yeah, yeah. yes yeah. so then he proposes Holland darling Tate want to be a dearest <laughs> <laughs> listen yeah. I appreciated the name puns that was good I well did done. Yeah, no. yeah well done I I did yeah. enjoy that that yeah. through line throughout the book yeah yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah um yeah that's a wrap the end thank you listener for suggesting this book cat scale baby very low like that one <sighs> yeah. Jasper biting his lip and looking feral is the closest. But even become. that, like that could be a dog. No. It could <laughs> no? be, yeah, a bat. Like who knows? Or, yeah. yeah. Holland's well, allergic to cat. cats. Yeah. So like, God, it's like a negative yeah. five points right there. Yeah. And she has curly hair, which is like a very poodle. You know, it's like a very like, yeah, not, yeah, not poodle, not but like cat. dog dog hair texture, not cat yes, hair texture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jasper felt very golden. I have no idea what Jasper looks like. I don't know if we I ever got a physical description of like, him. Like buff and blonde. I was imagining Okay, no, I was I picturing dark hair for green. Uh, not dark hair, like auburn hair. For, auburn hair, like maybe green eyes were mentioned. <gasps> I have no idea. Oh, wait. Okay, so I just had another realization about the cover. Because I was just thinking, I was like, wait, Holland has blonde hair. Like, Poppy. Why is the woman on the cover? Poppy. Yeah, why is you. <laughs> black hair? It's and I was you. like, oh, I just realized now that it's Miss Poppy. That that's what it is. Yeah. So many like revelations coming out of this. Like the cover design. Who designed the cover for this? Like I'd love to chat. Like because what yeah. a complex design. Like oh, I mean, is it very complex? interesting? It makes total sense. It's an interesting. I know, but I'm romance, saying like it's not though. like I was like very interesting. Yeah, like that you very unusual that they went with that. Like I get it, but it's very atypical for a romance. Like I from they saw this it cover. Was inter- yeah, because this wasn't. It felt very much like a women's fiction cover. Yes, but I would exactly. say this was solidly romance. It reminded. Oh, I you know. I'd say it it was solidly romance, but the rest of the book was much more like Yeah. Yeah. Like like it was they had very they both had very, very well developed personal growth journeys that were not entirely dependent mm-hmm. on each other. That had like strong. But they elements also of being were outside because the- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they also did overcome those cover because of their relationship with each other. Of where'd you go, Bernadette? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cat scale. Three, two, two one. one, three, one, one. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just thinking allergy. of the other books yeah, that we gave two for allergy. Yeah, like we gave Destiny Surrender, like yeah. I think a two, and this definitely was a lower cat scale than that. Yeah, I guess so. Like Billy was definitely more cat like than <laughs> than yeah. any other character. Yeah. You know, and then we have Andy, who's like very dog like. Yeah, a cat would never listen to serial killer things if it scared them. A cat would never be scared by serial killers. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like the cat would be the serial killer. (laughs) So a two. So we're at a a two, right? Mm -hmm. Where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at We Read It One Night. On Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can also find us on Redbubble where we sell our merchandise, some stickers, mugs, and t-shirts with potential new designs coming soon at We Read It One Night on Redbubble. And you can email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com if, for example, you would like to 
do another listener suggestion. Listener Suggestion Central. Send us all your books that you want us to do or slide into our DMs, which is what the person who suggested this book did. Nice. Or write it in your review, which you will write, which you will write after listening to this. If you're listening to an Apple podcast, you will give us a rating and you will write a physical review, right? Of course. And then you will also give us a rating on Spotify. And if any other podcast service that you're listening to allows you to do a rating and review, also do it there, please, because it really helps us. That good, good algorithm is like, look, straight numbers, more reviews. We will show it to more people so that everyone can become a comrade. <laughs> yes. Woohoo. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed.